Let's uh, start with a moment of silence and in remembrance of Thich Nhat Hanh, a great uh, Buddhist contemporary saint, passed away yesterday. So life is short. All the saints teach that life is short on earth. But my goodness, we can make so much progress within, even in this short life. We live in the now. The time that we spend in each life becomes infinite. Just let it be. Namaste. Tiknikhan is a beautiful, beautiful saint. I only met him once, but he made quite an impression. So I'm going to read a little bit from his teachings today. He died um, early morning, yesterday morning. Tiknikhan taught the path of Buddhist mindfulness and showed us that the path of mindfulness and insight can wake us up from a corpse-like state of self-absorption to heal our emotional wounds and prove our relationships with others and connect us with love and wonder to this beautiful universe in which we live. And finally, to help us escape the bonds of birth and death altogether. The practice methodology that he taught was the use of breath. But he taught it in a very similar way in which we teach using breath. He stressed more of the breathing practice than we do. But other than that, his teaching was very similar. Thich Nhat Hanh was born in central Vietnam in 1926, became a Zen monk at the age of 16. In the early 1960s, Thich Nhat Hanh became an important figure in the engaged Buddhist movement for peace and social justice in Vietnam. Uh, that didn't go too well in Vietnam, and they eventually kicked him out. <laughs> they don't know what they lost. In 66, Thich Nhat Hanh followed the founding order of Interbeing, um, whose members were guided by which Thich Nhat Hanh called the 14 Mindfulness Trainings. He was educated. He studied at both Princeton and Columbia in the early 60s. 
And in 66, he returned to the US to lead a symposium at Cornell and continue his campaign for peace. And uh, lived most of his life, mid to late life in, in France, Plum Valley, I believe. So let's go to his teaching. He taught that every 24 hours of the day, every single hour, is a tremendous gift to us. Every moment we're awake, it's pure grace, pure blessing. He simply called it a tremendous gift, and it is. So he says we should all learn to live in a way that makes joy and happiness possible. And we can do this. He's told his disciples, he says, I think to myself that this day is a day to live fully. And I make the vow to live each moment of it in a way that's beautiful, solid, and free. This only takes three or four minutes, but it gives me a great deal of pleasure. You can do the same thing when you wake up. Breathe in. Tell yourself that a new day has been offered to you and you have to be here to live it. The way to maintain your presence in the here and the now, he said, is through mindfulness of the breath. And when Buddhists talk of mindfulness, they're simply their word for awareness. Every aspect of awareness in their terminology is simply called mindfulness. There is no need to manipulate the breath. Breath is a natural thing like air, like light. We should leave it as it is and not interfere with it. What we are doing is simply lighting up the lamp of awareness to illuminate our breathing. We generate the energy of mindfulness to illuminate everything that's happening in the present moment. We do the same thing, you see, with consciousness. Sometimes we even use the breath, just a short breath in, feeling the joy, the tenderness, the love of the moment. And resting is in that joy, resting on the wings of this graceful blessing of light as it pulls our awareness into the eye center. And lo and behold, it does the same thing as what his breath does. It illuminates our awareness, brings energy and life and abundance and nowness to our awareness. He concentrated more on the breath than we do. The purpose was the same, to be able to go beyond breath, to live in joy and in state of love. He often said that Buddhist practice is based on nonviolence and non-dualism. It's a very important statement. 
We've always discussed that we should never fight with the mind, never fight with the energies in life. Let everything be as it is. Let the thoughts come and go. There's no need to push them back or to fight with them, nor no need to be agitated. Aspects of mental awareness come and go. Emotions come and go. Never any need to fight. Love what happens. Love what is. Stay in a state of love. It's a quiet love, a non-emotional love, but love just the same. He went on to say, you don't have to struggle with your body or with your hate or with your anger. Treat your in-breath and out-breath tenderly, non-violently as you would a flower. Later, you will do the same thing with your physical body, treating it with gentleness, respect, nonviolence, and tenderness. So too can we do the same thing with our awareness. It's pure, it's a state of pure divine love, divine consciousness. And we should also treat it with gentleness, respect, Nonviolence and relaxation. So he says, begin with the breath, be nonviolent with your breathing, be tender with it, respect it, and let it be as it is. That's really the essence of life. Love it, respect it. Let it be as it is, whether it's the event horizons, the events in your life, whether it's your breath, whether it's your body, whether it's your awareness. Be tender, love it, respect it, let it be as it is. The breath will move in and out, spontaneously, automatically, if you simply let it be. So too will your awareness move in the direction, inward direction that it wants to move in automatically, if you simply let it be. You breathe in, he says, there's an in-breath, that's all. If the in-breath is short, let it be short. If the in-breath is long, let it be long. Sometimes in, when we're in a bubble of awareness and we're beginning to lose our attention, a short in-breath, natural in-breath. Keep your awareness in the breath. If you keep your awareness in the breath and it's moving inward, up towards your eye center, your attention will move to your eye center. And then you can simply let it be there in your eye center, in the bubble of awareness. Do not intervene, he said, or force either your in-breath or your out-breath. 
It's like looking at a flower. Let it be as it is, mindful of the fact that it is there, kind of miracle. See the flower as it is. See the breath as it is. We let the flower be as it is. And thus, we're not doing any violence, or seeing any duality in our breath either. The same thing is true when we're in a bubble of consciousness, floating in the world, not on the cushion, walking through the world. We can stay within our awareness. We see things as they are. We see things as they come and go. We don't grab. No need to grab things. No need to label things. No need to do anything with things once we reach a deep level of spiritual awareness. Let everything be as it is. And the mind, as well as the soul, will then act naturally. The core of our soul will continue to be a vehicle for the expression of the divine presence, the divine river of loving consciousness. And the mind will also be an expression of that divine consciousness as it interacts with the rest of the world on your behalf and on the behalf of the divine presence. Embrace your physical body with the energy of still, calm, loving, mindfulness with great tenderness and nonviolence. This is the practice of true love. In Buddhist meditation, you do not turn yourself into a battlefield with good fighting evil. Both sides belong to you, the good and the evil. We face duality at all times when we're looking outward. But we don't have to concentrate on either side of duality. We can float through the middle same way that our breath floats through the middle of our awareness and our awareness floats through the middle of the breath, we can float through the middle of all dualities in the world. You see, the path he taught wasn't much different than the path we teach. The practice concentrated more on the breath, but the goals and the attitude that you take were pretty much the same. When it comes to emotions, he says, if you feel irritation or depression or despair, repeat this mantra, dear one, I am here for you. You should talk to your depression or anger just as you would a small child. Embrace it tenderly with the energy of awareness and say, dear one, I know you're there. I'm going to take care of you just as you would with your crying baby. There's no discrimination or dualism here. 
because you're in a state of compassion and love. Everything's organic, it's all natural. It's the same way we've discussed in terms of treating the mind, treat it as a child, let it be. Love the mind for what it is. Don't bother to label it, just love it. Smile at it, let it go. Let it go, let it go, let it be, let it be, let it be. He says, let me repeat, the, in the practice of Buddhist meditation, we do not turn ourselves into a battlefield of good versus evil. The good must take care of the evil as a big brother takes care of his little brother or as a big sister takes care of her little sister with a great deal of tenderness and a spirit of non-duality. We should always realize that in awareness, we're in the middle way already. In pure awareness, we are beyond duality to begin with. And in order to stay there, we simply need to stay in awareness. If we stay in that flow of awareness, of pure awareness, we will always flow beyond all dualities. Desires versus fear, existence versus non-existence, time versus no time. We will always flow beyond all dualities if we simply, simply stay within pure awareness. He said the same thing. He just said, stay in your breath, but be pure in the awareness while you're in your breath. The differences between his teaching and ours is very small. Breathing in, I know that I am breathing in, he said. Breathing out, I know that I am breathing out. I smile at my out-breath. I smile at my in-breath. This is how you can practice. And we can do the same thing at the beginning of a practice. We're having trouble trying to reach a bubble of pure consciousness. This is actually a very good practice. Be mindful not as the breath, as breath. Stay in the awareness. Stay in the awareness that you are. Stay in the awareness. Stay in love, stay in relaxations at the same time. Getting in touch with the beauty of nature makes life much more beautiful, much more real. And the more mindful and concentrated you are, the more deeply the sunset will reveal itself to you. Life is pure beauty. Every second is a bundle of joy. Greatest of all dreams come true. The opportunity, the potential for pure, clear awareness for divine loving consciousness every second of our existence. 
It's there. It's always there inside of us. The more we can relax. And awareness, the more it happens. Mindful breathing, he said, is kind of a bridge that brings the body and the mind together. If through mindfulness of the breath, you generate harmony, depth, and calm, these will penetrate into your body and your mind in the awareness. So he's basically saying if we relax, lovingly, calmly, tenderly relax, you create harmony, depth, and calmness that penetrate your physical body, your physical mind, and your soul. If you generate peacefulness, in your breathing, in the way that you live, in the way that you're aware, that peacefulness permeates your body and your state of awareness. If you've practiced meditation, then you've already discovered this. If you have been able to embrace your in-breath and your out-breath with tenderness, you know that they in turn embrace your body, your mind, in the event horizon of your world with that same tenderness, with that same love, with that same peace. He said, peace, love and happiness are contagious. And in the practice of pure awareness, the three elements of body, awareness and breath, become one. That's so true. So very true. You see, when we can stay in the court of the Lord, as Guru Nanak proclaims, and we can let it be, everything happens by itself. Everything becomes a singular experience, an experience of deep awareness. The more we love it, the more we let it be, the deeper we go within that awareness. And the deeper we go, the greater the love, the greater the fe feelings of freedom and divine presence become. So as you breathe in, he said, respect the in-breath, light up the lamp of awareness so that it illuminates your in-breath. When we did the twin hearts meditation or the chakra mind eye-centered meditation we talked about the same thing if we breathe very very deeply relaxing in the breath being aware of the breath being aware of our awareness and letting our awareness follow the breath all the way to the crown chakra crown chakra awakens And our awareness becomes illuminated. He's saying the same thing here. Light up the lamp of mindfulness or awareness so that it illuminates your in-breath. It's simple. You don't need to judge. 
Just let it be, let it be, let it be. Respect your in-breath, respect your out-breath, respect your body, respect the thoughts and emotions that come and go. The in-breath moves inward, the out-breath moves outward, in and out. It's child's play, but it can provide a great deal of happiness, a great deal of sharp awareness. During the time that we're in awareness, there's no attention, tension at all. There's no turmoil in pure awareness, no fights, no battles, just peace, love, beauty beyond understanding, beyond definition. If you're here for life, he used to say, if you are here for life, life is here for you. It's that simple. He used to say the first miracle brought about by mindful awareness is your own presence, your real presence. Real presence as a divine consciousness. With this energy dwelling in you, you become completely alive. With the energy of mindfulness, when the energy of mindfulness is dwelling within you, Buddha consciousness, Satchitananda consciousness, divine celestial awareness is dwelling within you as well. And that becomes a very expression of your life when everything else disappears. The energy of mindful awareness is the energy of Buddha. It's so true. So true. I remember practicing in the caves with Buddha. He had us do that white skeleton method of loving the light, loving the frequency, loving the energy of the molecules in our body. We had to keep them in mind. Many as 300 different centers at the same time. And in the beginning, it was very difficult. You struggle, you see struggle to have multi-dimensional awareness, stay in love at a high level of energy. But in his presence, when he was there, his very presence caused an increase in awareness, an increase in concentration, an increase in the energy and the power and the illumination of the awareness that you had. And that made it a hundred times easier to keep your attention in a multi-dimensional state. 
The, so this is why Thich Nhat Hanh says the energy of a mindful awareness is the energy of Buddha. It's so true. It's so true. As we got towards the end of the month or two months or three month long meditation on the white skeleton, we realize that that same illuminated blissful awareness the Buddha had shared with us was also at the core of our soul. Tiknakan said that this awareness, this mindful awareness of the energy of Buddha is the equivalent of the Holy Spirit. And wherever the Holy Spirit is, there is also understanding of life, healing, and compassion. That's absolutely true. I had a stroke in 2012, major stroke. It actually collapsed the central ventricle in my heart. I was thankful for the presence, you see, of the divine. Told me two days ahead of time it would happen. Stayed in my consciousness. And as I stayed within that consciousness, during and after the stroke, all the tears in the heart were totally repaired. They had me take a number of MRIs and EKGs and other tests. A week and a half later, there was no trace of any damage of any kind or any presence of a stroke of any kind at all. This is the power that we all have within us. This is the healing power that we all have within us. It's there. If we simply give into it, Believe in it. Stay there within it. The miracles are endless. Absolutely endless. And so Thich Nhat Hanh says, where the Holy Spirit is, there is also understanding of life, of healing, miracles of healing and compassion. When true mindful awareness is where it is, true life, solidity, freedom, healing also manifests by themselves. Miracles manifest by themselves. Thich Nhat Hanh was saying it as well. And he says, went on to say, we all have this ability to generate this energy of mindfulness. He suggests that we do it while we're walking as well as we're sitting on the cushion. Do it while you're breathing and do it while you're drinking tea or coffee or Coke. Cultivate this 
blissful awareness within this energy that dwells within you, this incredible energy of pure awareness that dwells within you and illuminates you and makes a magical life possible. The miracle of mindful awareness is first of all that you are here, here in the now, right here, right now, immortal. In a timeless instant that lasts forever. Being truly here is very important. Being here for yourself, for the ones you love, how can you love if you're not here? If we're somewhere else than here, you see, we're in our mind somewhere, we're in our emotions somewhere, thinking this, thinking that, feeling this, feeling that, observing, tasting, smelling, but not here, not here in a state of love, in a state of everlasting instance. A fundamental condition for pure love, he said, is your own presence. In order to love, you must be here right now, right here in the middle of this flow of divine loving consciousness. When we're in that consciousness, we're in a state of resurrection. And this is an everyday practice. With your in-breath, you bring your awareness back to your body. And in this way, you become alive in the here and the now. Joy, peace, and happiness are possible. We always have an appointment with life, an appointment that is in the here and the now. Everything else is just the illusionary fragments of dreams. Once you have become truly alive, he said, every step you take will be a step that you enter into the pure land. You will enter into the kingdom of God. Or as Guru Nanak said, you will enter into the court of the Lord and experience equipoise, loving compassion beyond belief. Thignacon went on to say, the kingdom of God is not a mere notion. It is a conscious reality that can be touched in everyday life. The kingdom of God is now or never, we are either in it or we are not. And so we're always in it. We either realize it or we don't. And we all have the ability to touch it, not only with our minds, not only with our awareness, but with our feet. The energy of mindfulness, of awareness, of clear awareness of the spirit of God that's within us will help us in this. 
with in a single second of mindfulness. We dwell within the kingdom of God. Or as Guru Nanak said, within the court of the Lord. So Teknikhan is a beautiful saint. And he grew up in a Buddhist land, reached great, great, great levels of spiritual awareness. And when it came time to teach, when his awareness was, spiritual awareness was overflowing, and it wouldn't stop flowing. He responded to the questions of his friends and his potential disciples by talking to them in terms and language and references that they already understood. Saints come and saints go, but when they come, they teach in the language of their brethren. They teach in the, through the dharma, the dogma that the people in their village and their towns and their cities are used to. Ama, I had a talk with Ama once, the hugging saint. She was brought up in a Hindu village, reached very, very high levels of divine enlightenment as a teenager. And so when she started teaching, she taught from the Vedas. This is what saints do. Swamiji taught from the teachings of Tulsi Das and the Guru Nanak. Guru Nanak taught from the teachings of Hafiz and Kabir, so forth and so on. The true path within is the same. The words that we use are just words. The labels that we use are just labels. Terms are just terms. The progress that we make, the experiences that we have, those are real. Those are not illusions. Those are the things that we need to dwell upon. We can stay within the experience of the divine presence for very, very long periods of time with practice. And we do fall in love with it. We will love it more than anything else. Our very life will be that experience. Our very awareness will be that experience. That love, that divine love, that divine loving consciousness that flows through us 
and then through our minds and then through into the world. It has always been thus, shall always be thus. That path is within every one of us. We all have a slightly different path because we're starting at different levels, different places on the mountain of life that we're in. We're in a different forest on the same mountain, a different village on a different ledge on a different side of the mountain. We all have to find our way to the top. to the very source of our consciousness, to the very source of our spiritual awareness, to the very core of our soul. But once we pierce the first bubble of awareness, the path becomes the same. Labels change, terms change. The path is the same. We just need to be aware of it, respect it, love it, nurture it. And it will nurture us. And it will totally rewrite the script of our life such a beautiful profound way deep within this awareness the joy is indescribable the grace is indescribable miracles cease being miracles, simply become a single miracle. Life becomes your awareness. Your awareness becomes your life and everything becomes a singular act of amazing, immortal grace, gifts, miracles, blessing, love, whatever you want to call it. Several saints, as you know, have tried to describe it and said to themselves, I'm going to describe it in every way it can be described. Days, weeks later, they were still writing pen in hand, term after term, label after label. It's indescribable, has to be experienced. And that experience is within every one of us. We are living examples of that experience at all times. We simply need to get in touch with that experience. By being in a state of love, deep relaxation, tenderly, calmly, As Technicon recommended, as if we're looking at a beautiful flower, beautiful baby. Stay within that moment. It's all we have to do. 
stay within this feeling of awe and wonder and pure awareness, pure love. Stay within that moment. And it becomes this miracle that Thich Nhat Hanh and all other saints have talked about since time immemorial. It's all within us. At the heart of our soul, we're experiencing at all times. It's there for us. It's always here for us. It's always here within us at all times. It's never more than an instantaneous view away. It doesn't take time to find it. It takes the release of time. It doesn't take effort. It takes the release of effort. It doesn't take faith. It takes the release of faith. It takes nothing. It gives everything. It constantly gives us everything we could ever desire. Everything we ever need. gives us the essence of the entire cosmos, every second of our life. Just have to let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Namaste.